Would you like a card outside the bag, ma'am? Angeline and Jerome is checking a customer out at Target. Over the past few weeks at the Super Target in Atwater, a small town 15 minutes outside the city of Merced, she's seen everything. Elderly folks without masks, regular people with masks and gloves, absolute characters who sang her name, too many disinfectants to count, and for the most part, all through a plastic covering at her checkout station. Jobs in Merced have always been tricky to find, but with Rona in the streets, they've been both easier and harder for graduates straight from high school. You're listening to COVID-18, a podcast that explores high school seniors' experiences during the pandemic. I mean, overall, the job is great. I mean, just a little slow, but my coworkers are great. This is Angelina. She last spoke in episode six about having to change her college plans because of the virus. She also decided to get a job to support her family's income. But with this comes risks. Did you did you have any fears like going into that job that? about corona like possibly increasing your chances of getting it or spreading it absolutely because specifically that target in atwater had a case of covid one of my co-workers actually had it and that's what caused like a spike of people quitting so that's why they mass hired which is why i got hired and i deal with a lot of different people i deal with like people who are so terrifyingly scared of it that they'll come in with a mask gloves, a face protector, and then they'll pull out their phone, which is in a Ziploc bag, and then they'll pull out another Ziploc bag that's full of Clorox wipes. Then I have people coming in who, like, aren't freaked out about it at all. No masks, no gloves, don't, don't even worry about it. Some of this anxiety is most definitely caused by the media, such as the conspiracy theories on social media. I had the spectacular privilege of listening to these. There's a way you can, you can kill the virus, supposedly. I don't know, but this guy was like, um... But why does it affect like a certain age group more than it does to others? There was a large amount of people who did die in China, but there was a larger amount of people who recovered from it. If supposedly the government knew about this when China had reported it such a long time ago, Why are they not taking these drastic measures, and why is this virus only attacking certain age groups? Theories range from the good old government plotting against us during election time, to one that thought the virus was airborne from a past bombing of a foreign country. So workers had to fear, especially if their jobs were at risk. Christina Rayburn, who spoke last week about her changes in eating habits, was worried about both her parents and their work. At my mom's job, they're te- they're testing people's no, they're testing the workers' temperature, and if they're really high, like I forgot, th- they'll send them home. I think without pay or with pay, I don't know. For many of us seniors, this change in jobs could be both positive and negative. On the one hand, 
the job market severely declined in a city that was already hard for a student fresh out of high school with little to no work experience to get hired, and the dangers of actually getting a job in places like Costco or Walmart were still high. On the other hand, this influx of demand also provided some opportunities for young people, like Angelina, who was in fact hired at Target. But for those of us who didn't or couldn't risk a job like that for our loved ones at home, this wasn't an option, which meant a scrambling effort, especially as we intended to get out of the house. For like living situations, um, well, I'm taking classes, CNA classes to get a job uh, that's guaranteed after that. So um, me and Rachel are deciding to move in together into an apartment. Lyrical Adam, who spoke last week about her love of roller derby, is one of my best friends. When we decided we needed to get an apartment, we knew we needed jobs to support ourselves. So we took what we could find which was a CNA, a certified nursing assistant. This job consists of some wonderful moments and some not-so-nice ones, like helping the elderly in nursing homes. But there really was no other choice. I couldn't stay in my home because of the chaos with my family, and neither could Lyric. Doing this is like, um, when this is over, am I still going to be let out of the house, you know, even if I'm 18? Because, uh, like, coming home and bringing whatever, you know, virus back home uh, to my family. So, um, moving into apartment is definitely a better choice than staying. We both ended up getting a couple of phone interviews, followed by an email a week later saying that we did not get the job. So, the job search continued. But with the influx in some stores and other companies rendered, quote, mandatory, there was a large decline in profit for some, such as small businesses. We went to H&W, the local family drive-in. I wanted to support a local business to keep them up and going. Some people would go out of their way to support local businesses, like Evren Aik, a senior who last spoke in episode 6 about his dislike for online learning. Still, Aaliyah Moreno, who last spoke about missing her mom on Mother's Day, briefly worked for DoorDash, and noticed a mixture of orders for both local and big businesses. It was like... Applebee's, Pan Express, and there's a little bit of local chains, like local businesses. But one thing that I did notice about local businesses that's kind of bringing them down, which is kind of sad because they're getting not as many orders, is they're taking really long to to take orders out. Their orders have probably gone down a lot. Which brings us to a very important topic for all you listeners. The city of Merced. Just what is the city of Merced? When I asked my seniors to describe Merced to someone who had never been, most of their responses were along the lines of... Dangerous. Don't come here. (laughs) You know when you're going somewhere that's like very 
big and like ambitious and like it's gonna be fun and and you know how you have to stop by like a gas station to fill up gas and it's like a small ass town before you get there mm-hmm. and it's all shitty and you just want to get out of there mm-hmm. yeah that's that's Merced but digging a little deeper Merced has many sides Akina Westmoreland, who last spoke in episode 3 about the weather in Merced, posed an accurate visual. It can be chill, like a nice breeze on an ocean, but it can also be hectic, like a tornado. Pete Garcia, who spoke last week about models he sees on social media, described it perfectly. I feel like Merced is the poster child of the Central Valley. Merced has that perfect mix of being very liberal and very conservative at the same time. You're also going to find that everyone knows everyone, at least they're one other person. If two people don't know each other, they know someone who knows them. This is a perfect place to retire to, I guess, because there's just enough cafes (laughs) to keep you occupied, but there's not enough, like, stuff to keep all the kids running around town, you know? Merced, known as the gateway to Yosemite National Park, is indeed a little mundane. But we do have our special features. We have UC Merced. We have a pretty nice theater with our name on it. We have a pretty lake at sunset. So next time you're driving along the way to Yosemite, and you stop for gas, give us a little smile. Maybe even spend the night in one of our cheap hotels. Merced isn't all too bad. And with the wonderful people every senior has described Merced as having, the least we could use is just a little recognition. Next week, we'll finish out this series with the final fate of our senior graduation. How commencement went, what they thought, and what our now graduates have taken away from this experience in the making of history. Remember to listen to previous episodes for more information on the seniors introduced again in today's episode. And follow us on Instagram at We Said Youth for live interviews with our guests. This is a production of We Said Youth Media and Youth Leadership Institute. I'm your host, creator, and producer, Rachel Livinall.